0: Will and Christian, Christian in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Will and Christian in the morning. We've got a great show for you guys today. Um, how are you doing, Christian? I'm Will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm Christian. I butchered <laughs> that. Doing... That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, this week has been, I guess, a little busy. I, you know, because we have finals next week. Um, I had two project presentations today and it was my first presentation via zoom which was very strange Hmm. um i think one of them like i didn't have my camera on and like like he didn't say anything about it so like my group presented and we just didn't have our cameras on which i felt was a little weird so i like said my thing and then i muted myself so i was like okay cool
0: Hmm. and then
1: like the next day i had like another presentation that was fine but um you know, we're getting to the tail end of the semester. We're almost done. Yeah. It's exciting, but it's really busy too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really- um, yeah. It was, it was fine. It's, I've really just started studying for finals and it's starting to hit me how much I Ooh. actually have to do, but yeah, it's also annoying because uh, my professors are still giving us homework even next week. A couple of mine, they're like, yeah, we're going to have another homework oh, next geez. week right before finals start. Like, <sighs> It's uh some have been better than others, but uh, luckily I don't really have any big projects or anything to do for the <laughs> most part, just some other work. But yeah, well, I definitely good. have to I definitely have to hunker down this this week and yes. kind of just bang it all out, which sucks. But <laughs> now we're almost there. Almost after done. after yes. this, we'll be able to you know, do whatever we want indoors, we'll and, uh, indoors,
1: and maybe on our you know. Outside of our house, directly outside of our house. Maybe, yeah. Not much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're almost done, and I'm looking forward to the summer and being done with yeah. things. All right, so we got uh, some things to talk about before we get into the main topic. So just jump right into it. First thing, a uh, piece of news. I don't know if this came out like last week or like a little yeah, bit before, but like I remember hearing about this. So John Krasinski, who you may know as Jim from The Office or perhaps – from the show jack ryan on amazon or a quiet place which he starred and directed in uh john krasinski apparently has met with marvel studios and that's interesting because a lot of people um you know they like to do their fan casts online and john krasinski has a lot of support to play mr fantastic in some sort of new fantastic four reboot because yeah, i've seen a lot- with that one yeah, because like, they pair John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and his wife Emily Blunt as uh, Invisible Woman. I mean, I got to say, I think it's good. I think that's cool. Um, yeah. I think he can do well in an action type thing if you look in Jack Ryan or even like A Quiet Place. I think he's good in that. Um, I think he's a good actor, versatile. Um, I think, obviously, he and Emily Blunt have chemistry. And I think she's she's a pretty good actress too. I haven't seen too much of her. but
0: uh, yeah,
1: She's also good. But So there are the rumors are you know everyone's whispering about it because if he met with marvel studios they're like oh maybe it's about fantastic four but you know we don't know nothing is confirmed but...
0: i'd love it if he ended up playing some random like no-name character that nobody <laughs> end, like that doesn't end up being really significant and then everyone oh, freaks that would, out
1: that would be a big slap in the face
0: yeah Also <laughs> yeah, oh, so funny. interesting and i have you been watching his uh some good news, that little show he does on YouTube. I have
1: not, but I think that's really great that he's doing that. I've seen yeah. like a little bit some clips. Have you been watching it?
0: Uh I've watched like a little bit of it, but there was one where he read he was looking at fan art of him and there was one that was a little comic. And he's like, Huh, this is uh, I've never I've never been in a comic thing before, and then like I forget <laughs> if he jims the camera or not, but everyone's like, he knows. <laughs> oh,
1: that's that's funny. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, So we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Next up. So uh, we've talked about it on the show before our probably most anticipated movie of this year, Scoob. Um, (laughs) Of course. Very excited for this. Some sad, I guess, news, uh, but also good news. We won't be able to see it on the big screen, um, you know, which was really my goal um, because it's going to skip theaters and go straight to video on demand. Um, Similar to, Sonic the Hedgehog and Trolls World Tour where you can rent it for like twenty dollars or buy it. Um and it's interesting because this uh this is one of the ones that has a lot of like bigger name people. Like it's got Zach Efron and um Ma- like Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg yeah. A bunch of other people who so it's interesting that this is just skipping, which I mean it makes sense because I think AMC actually just announced today or yesterday that they're not yeah. going to open up until there are new movies to put out and it's safe. Huh. So they didn't put, I think they said maybe July, but mm-hmm. they really haven't put a specific date to reopen because there's nothing new coming out and yeah. it doesn't really make sense for them to, to open up just to, to show old stuff and people aren't really going to come out for that probably. So I-
1: i thought i remember hearing that like amc was going bankrupt or something
0: they are i think they've restructured their debt so like they're not going away but they might have to close some locations
1: and i think they laid off like a lot of people yes i Uh, think so, or
0: furloughed them i'm not sure
1: yeah i don't know but uh so i mean that's significant but yeah scoob i don't know if i'm gonna spend the money that much money to rent it no we'll i'm still so it...
0: waiting on sonic to drop in price so i don't oh, have to find alternative movie. ways to watch it Yeah, uh, <laughs> but i really i do want to watch that a lot i might have gone down i'd have to check but
1: i'm not we'll paying see. 20 dollars. no yeah so another big piece of news um avatar the last airbender which is a critically acclaimed nickelodeon cartoon um from i don't know early 2000 like whenever we were kids so all three seasons are coming to Netflix May 15th, which is big news wow. because I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people love the show. Um, and I think this is a good move because, you know, we're all at home. Like I've never seen this show, Me neither. But I've heard so much about it. And I, I'm kind of interested in watching it now. And now that it's going to be on Netflix, I think it's a great time to to watch it.
0: Yeah. I remember when it was, I know it was coming out when I was like a kid, but I think since I hadn't seen it from the start, I think I tried watching an episode once and was so confused that I was like, it's not worth it and I'm yeah. not interested. And so I never <laughs> watched it again, um, yeah. but I would definitely like to give it a try now, especially all the good things I've heard besides the movie. Um, besides the
1: movie. And then yeah. there's like a, they have a spinoff series too. Yeah, Cora. Cora. I don't know what the fans think of that, but I don't know. I, yeah, think, I it, maybe they think it's be
0: good, a... but maybe not quite as good, but um. Yeah. Yeah. Aang. Maybe
1: that'll be put on too. Aang. Yeah. You shave your head and draw blue arrows.
0: Actually, right? I <laughs> did you ever play Webkins?
1: I did.
0: So I, I webkin loved Webkins. Webkin. Also, can you hear that thing in the background?
1: Yes. Okay,
0: that there's a plane fine. flying over my house. Um
1: It's fine.
0: But back when I played Webkins, <clears> the first <throat> webkin that I got I named Aang, even though I never watched the show. <laughs> what animal was it? i think it was a cocker spaniel it was one of the dogs
1: oh that's funny
0: yeah (laughs) man, you just brought me back there oh oh (laughs) play some webkins now
1: um (laughs) it'll be another another topic for another day maybe
0: exactly yes um so this is a really weird (laughs) thing to talk (laughs) about but so uh back when we did our censorship show lost episode one of the things that we talked about was Disney Plus and how they were not censoring things they were putting on the service because like, there's some old Disney movies that have questionable stuff yeah. instead of taking that out, they put a warning like on the page saying this has culturally outdated references, blah, blah, blah um, and they kept them in their like, original form but uh, some other things have come up where people have realized that uh disney has been censoring stuff just not really old movies so have you ever seen splash christian
1: i have not i feel like i've heard of it but i don't know anything about
0: it i've seen parts of it like it was on tv once or something but it's a (laughs) it's a movie with tom hanks um and daniel hannah i think um it's about a mermaid that he falls in love with and like comes she comes out of the ocean and i forget exactly how. how but um it was like there's it's a young tom hanks in the movie so it's that's interesting to see but um one of the things about the movie is that the mermaid whenever she comes onto shore she's not wearing any clothes because she's a mermaid um so there's a lot of scenes where she's just like walking onto shore like from behind and you can like kind of see her butt uh like oh really crazy um except i think there there is actual like nudity later in the movie but Oh. Um but it's PG because it was in like the 80s where no one cared. And yeah. uh on Disney Plus there's uh a couple scenes where uh it's the mermaid character like running into the ocean or running and you're seeing her from behind and in the original cut uh her hair is covering most of her back and you can kind of see her butt a little bit
1: but like barely.
0: Yeah, barely. It's really nothing too extreme and and Disney Ooh. Plus they covered it up with this really weird like animation of hair and so it's just
1: like the hair is even longer and it goes like below her butt and it, it does it, not it look looks weird. so
0: <laughs> it's so weird but people are like really you're gonna have things on this service that are you know potentially like racist and you're you're putting a warning which is fine but you're gonna you're gonna really care about this
1: you're gonna cgi and... some hair onto it. But that you can barely see. Yeah,
0: okay. and in like all the Marvel, they have all the Marvel movies on there where there's tons of violence and like yeah, there's movies with blood and stuff in them and those Star aren't being Wars has changed. beheading. Yeah,
1: you could um, say, but like, oh,
0: people are like, this is kind of dumb. But if you look it up on YouTube, the there's a side by side and it's it's pretty funny. But um. Uh, there are some other things that have been censored. Christian, you want to do the next one? I guess.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Like I have, it's about Lilo and Stitch, but I've never seen Lilo Wait, and Stitch actually. What? No, Christian. I not.
0: All right, I'll talk about it then. Sorry. Um. So we we have to change that. Um. All right, Lilo and Stitch, sorry. classic movie from our childhoods. Um, that I love. One of my favorites. <laughs> so there's a scene in the movie where, um, Lilo is hiding from her sister Nani. And she hides in a dryer and closes the dryer door. Um, and then like her sister gets on top and pretends to walk away. So she'll go out. Um, and on the Disney Plus version, they changed it. Uh, so instead of Lilo climbing into a dryer, she's there's a shelf where she's climbing into a pizza box and closing it on herself, which doesn't really make any sense. But the reason it was done was to not encourage kids to climb into dryers which yeah makes sense but um it Mm -hmm. actually the edit was from the uk version when it first came out um because that was the only way they could get it to like a kids rating was to change that and Mm -hmm. this is the version that they decided to use on disney plus for some reason but um
1: interesting also most of the
0: movie it's like interesting because this is a movie that has a lot of Mm -hmm. history of changing stuff because the movie came out in 2002 and the climax of the movie is the characters flying a plane through a city, almost hitting buildings and like crazy stuff happening. Yeah. So right after 9-11, a lot of movies were edited. And so they had to change mm-hmm. it to a spaceship and they had to change it to um, them flying around like an island, almost hitting mountains and stuff. But it's interesting because there's a lot of moments where you can kind of tell <laughs> they had to change stuff and switch yeah. stuff around. But uh it's kinda interesting that they're putting these versions of these movies on the service or changing things that you'd think people wouldn't really care about or notice that much, <laughs> but apparently yeah. so Yeah.
1: That I had heard about like the they had changed the scene because of, you know, nine eleven happening and I you know, I thought that was interesting. Just seeing like how all the movies had to change, and the whole and, scene uh, is animated yeah. too.
0: Like the original version, you can find on YouTube, and they mm-hmm. just had to change everything like at the last minute.
1: Yeah, but um, here's another interesting piece <laughs> of censorship. So, uh, classic show, The Sweet Life, of Zach and Cody. There's one scene. Is it now? Is this a scene where they're like doing like the song commercial?
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best. Yeah, episodes yeah. To the show. So, um,
1: there's one episode where they're filming a commercial for the tipton hotel and you know like everyone's singing like they write a little song about it where i used to come to the tipton at the end they show a phone number to call the tipton you know to get a room or whatever it's a real that yeah it's a real number but it had to be removed because now it's you know the show's now disney plus and they've changed the number because that number is now a sex hotline weird so, so you don't want to you don't want your kids watching zach and cody wanting to call the tipton and and then something else Jack. happens <laughs> yeah so i thought that we thought that was pretty funny that yeah. um that just it's a big change
0: it's weird that they even use it was a 1-800 <laughs> number which you almost never see in like shows and movies it's oh it's usually that 555 five, 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 so that they don't actually actually use a real number yeah um, exactly they, so that I, think, interesting I think someone might have said that the number if you called it went to some like disney channel thing but i don't know if that's true and that's someone said they called, now someone said they called the the number now and it was like a medical thing so i think maybe at one point it was a sex hotline or something but well, that's it's not kind of funny <laughs> yeah it's definitely not, the not tip the tip the hotel. <laughs> no running in my lobby <laughs> Jeez, so um i just added like one more point on the oh yeah play. um so well, um yeah, at SGU there is uh we have a few uh, popular musicians one oh, of them yes. one of them being uh live c Liv in uh, i'm gonna say friend of the pod even though sure. uh, i don't know if she's ever listened to it before <laughs> i don't know but, uh, she will now. she's in a she releases a lot of music on the you know, Spotify iTunes. She has a bunch of singles on there, and I think an EP too. Uh, and she actually just put out a song called Battle Scars. Um, and I gave it a listen. I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a pretty relatable thing about uh people kind of fighting with themselves about like their insecurities and uh you know kind of hiding that from other people. And i really enjoyed it i think it's one of her best songs that she's put out yet Hmm. um and yeah definitely check it out uh it's on like all music platforms um yeah she's really talented uh i love all the music Mm -hmm. that she's put out definitely i listen to it um that sounded not genuine but it was i actually do blast that ep sometimes i
1: know Um, that um sometimes if like max and i were you know driving to the store or something he just like put his music on shuffle and then like Lucy would come up and he would kind of be like oh yeah we'd like jam out to her music yeah I think but we... it was just like kind of come on shuffle which i thought was cool
0: that's happened yeah when i was in the car with you guys once we were going somewhere like the the boys and then lucy came on i was like wait a second <laughs> but yeah uh, her ep is called yeah. unmasked and that's probably some of my favorite mm-hmm. music from her um yeah she's really good definitely check it out
1: yeah give it a listen Yeah. All right. Now we can get into our main topic today. Will, what are we talking about today?
0: Talking about the evolution of film.
1: And it's called film, not movies. We're cultured. Yeah. Kino cinema. (laughs) Kino cinema. So, what we want to talk about today is just, you know, how films have changed throughout the years. Because if you look at, like, movies now compared to movies back then they're like wildly different in not only you can say like oh like old ones are like black and white now we're color like you can there's just a huge difference between like the style of filming you know the music the sound the cinematography there's just like so much that's changed
0: even what was allowed to be in movies also
1: Exactly yeah just standards of just like everything about movie it's like you know, we just want to talk about how things have changed. Uh, so I thought it would be an interesting.
0: So strap in for a three-hour episode because uh, <laughs> we're not leaving our seats for a while. Grab some
1: popcorn. Grab <laughs> some popcorn and Coke. your Diet Coke or whatever.
0: Whatever. You, um, you drink of
1: choice. You drink of choice. But um, strap in. Time for a little critical film studies. Yeah. Um Yeah. No. Okay. It's not going to be three hours, but... And, yeah it's an interesting topic so yeah i say we start out let's start out back in the day old hollywood
0: yeah so
1: like you know a lot of if you think of like old hollywood you might think of like after like the silent films the black and white films yeah, actually you
0: know, what was the first non silent
1: film that's a great question yeah, I think I probably should have there we go that was my oh, fault. Yeah. Uh... but um you know i think most people know that you know, movies used to be silent, and there wasn't any dialogue or anything. You know, there's like a little music. They would like open them well, a character would like open their mouth, and then they'd like cuts to like a frame of them like like words if they have lines or something.
0: 1927 um,
1: is the first 1927 talkie. yeah, that's what they <laughs> that's what they called them because they were the first movies with talking. Yeah, so that's I think that's a, one of the first big changes that sort of shifted the way. Um, films where He you know, I read like a whole paper about this. in um about like last year for my one for my first year seminar it was called Serious Comedy and Social Justice. And we had to write like an integrated research paper is it. we it had to be on some sort of like topic of social justice. And I was like, "Oh, I wanted to talk about movies." So, I think mine was like the evolution of black representation in film. So, I sort of looked at like not only like the evolution of um black representation but just sort of like the film industry evolving in general Mm -hmm. so i don't i just like kind of thought of that but like that kind of goes along with like what was acceptable back then and like what's not now but um yeah you know yeah the black and white movies uh going from silent to sound that was a big transition um and if you like look at old hollywood movies i think i know like the first Movie that comes to mind if I think of these old movies is Citizen Kane, which I've not, not seen. Have you seen it? No, right. but um, <laughs> I've thought of it. it. Yeah, I mean, I've I know things about it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. But uh, some people, most people, consider it to be the greatest film, one of the greatest films of all time. Yes, and I think I, I read some articles, and I think we could talk about Citizen Kane as sort of like. Uh, a good image of what that era of film was like and you could look at like you know what it did differently than was back then so basic plot summary if you don't know um it is the story it tells the life story of charles foster kane who's a rich newspaper publisher who was actually played in the movie by orson welles who also directed the movie which is yes. interesting because i don't the only like director having like a main role in a movie that i could think of is like john favreau in the iron man movies
0: didn't alfred hitchcock do that though he'd put himself like in every movie
1: did he i feel like i think that, so that sounds like something he would do but like i know like sometimes if a director's in a movie they might give themselves a small role like joe russo in endgame a yeah. small role or um i cannot think of any other examples i think so, warner Herzog
0: also does that um, oh yeah German director the boy the boy he, he
1: was that was the, the one in um Mandalorian right
0: yes the we'll uh, be very quiet <laughs> maybe <laughs>
1: <he's> sleeping <laughs> that's great that's funny yes, I love so uh Citizen Kane I mean I think if you've heard of one thing about this movie it's the word rosebud. Rosebud oh yeah so do you know so I like figured out what it was do you know anything about what the word means
0: yes i know what like the thing is i know what the big you twist know the thing is.
1: is should we should we give it away
0: yeah i mean it's
1: old enough sure spoiler alert if um dumbledore past... die <laughs> 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 so what is what is this rosebud
0: rosebud is the childhood sled i think that he that he owned. yes yes
1: okay. so do you know like this is a legit question do you know like the significance of the sled or do you you just know that mother
0: or something like that uh yeah i don't don't actually know i i don't really know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's like just from what i've read so rosebud is it starts off the movie he he's like dying and he drops a snow globe and he whispers rosebud so rosebud is his last word before he dies and then the rest of the movie cuts between the present time where jerry thompson who's one of, who's like an investigative journalist is interviewing kane's family and friends so it cuts between that and kane's actual life and so it's like we're putting right into the story so we learn things about kane as soon as thompson learns them and we see like the flashbacks happening so we can see it Playing out in real time as the journalist, like, kind of learns more about him. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, like, the mystery is like, I think it's like how he died and, like, what's Rosebud. And then, you know, we find out at the end, it's the childhood sled. So, I mean, I'm sure, like, someone else could explain it a lot better, just like the whole meaning and, like, why this movie is so great. But, um, it it got nominated for, like, nine Oscars, including Best Picture, although it only won um, Best Original Screenplay, which I thought was. But still like every film guy says oh it's like the best movie ever yeah um orson welles many say is one of the best filmmakers of all time he again he played kane himself and he really i just read what she said brain from picking the brain uh, movie based uh, on him
0: kind of like the character look and the voice yeah. is like kind of an impression of him and there's actually an episode where they run into each other like orson welles the character like runs into Brain, and they're both really talking in unison and stuff. Um, so Is I don't like know. The,
1: mm-hmm. the same voice actor playing Brain and Orson Welles. I think
0: so. I'm not actually certain on that though. I've never seen the episode, but that's right. Really uh, because <laughs> I remember always hearing that he was supposed to sound like Orson Welles. Because I know Orson Welles was a very like distinctive voice. Um, mm-hmm. And because he also did a lot of radio stuff too. But um, yeah, it's interesting. He in all the a lot of the movies he directed he played like a character also like he was a narrator in a lot of the movies that mm-hmm. either movies that he was in or movies that he directed he also like played he uh, directed a adaptation of othello and he played othello so like mm-hmm. stuff like that um but yeah i i haven't looked a ton into him so i don't know exactly why a lot of people think he's the best but I think he probably did a lot of things that weren't common for the time, which like in film, which I feel like back then it was probably a little easier to be go to like take risks and do things that people hadn't seen Mm. before just because there wasn't a whole lot of history of film. Yeah. Even if there were like books and stuff and other stories and theater, it's film is a whole different medium and there's a, there wasn't there was a lot that they could be like experimented with back then
1: yeah because like there wasn't too much to look back on and be like why didn't you do it this way like everyone else did or like that's not original
0: that's like just copying this yeah
1: exactly and yeah like i think i think this was i think citizen k was like based on some radio thing that he did Mm -hmm. or something so i mean that i think that was sort of like his own thing so he like created the story but i mean i've heard like only good things about it like it's got a great story um (laughs) i remember i have one specific memory so i had this back to the future video game on the wii um it was based on the movie but it was like a new story where i think like marty it's like after um I think it's like, it takes place after the three movies and like Marty, like, I think he sees the DeLorean again and he's like, Oh doc, what is going on? And then I forget exactly what happens, but like the one thing I do remember is that he like goes back to 1915 where uh, doc was like a little kid in like a high schooler and he was doing like a science fair or something. And he like messed up some science experiment. And then, you know, after a while, i don't really remember too much about the game but like the the connection here is that one like it was like a telltale game so it's like each yeah. thing was divided into episodes so like one episode was called citizen brown and it was like um doc somehow became like a, like a citizen Kane type like he sort of was ruling over like hill valley i think he was like the governor of hill valley and he was sort of like you know like a totalitarian state kind of like I mean, you know weird <laughs> Out, like, yeah i don't i don't really remember too much but i just remember it was like a pair i guess there was a lot of parallels to citizen kane huh but um that's what i remember and that was a, that was a long time ago it was a fun game though i will admit that uh yeah so back up to that yeah orson welles great filmmaker and there are a lot of other famous filmmakers from the oldie timey old timey times yeah. as you put it so um you know we've got yeah
0: um you know very popular horror uh like thriller um
1: director
0: um you know we've got psycho Uh, i almost read that as norm of the north uh north by north (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah norm of the north is uh probably one of the greatest films of this uh generation but um of course but yeah i i remember reading about uh how hitchcock would be very mean to his actors and like do these pranks really? on them and pretty much like torture them on set uh, uh there's nice. one story it, it's kind of similar to the like yeah. when jared Leto. uh that's exactly what i was thinking the of thing and people would <laughs> get to that um yeah. where hitchcock did something that was like really brutal to someone once he like handcuffed them to something on set or uh like released birds into their trailer or something when they were making the oh. birds i forget exactly what but
1: nice wow. stuff felt, like cool. really
0: traumatized his actor <laughs> uh, cool. but uh, uh, i don't other know other than that i don't know a lot about i know ingmar bergman i don't know a lot about him but very famous like swedish writer director um but mm. the one i want to talk about for a little bit is fritz long who fritz okay. lang fritz Lang. i don't know um yes he's german he's actually austrian oh, but he actually made a lot of really big uh contributions to early film. Um this guy was making films f- like forever. Uh he made them in like the early 20s, maybe late 20s up until like the 70s or late 60s. Um he made probably one of the most influential science fiction movies of all time called Metropolis. Um
1: I feel like I've heard of that. Is that where they like transfer the the mind of someone into a robot kind of
0: yeah so it's it's from the late 20s i do not remember if it's a silent film but i know it has music um Mm -hmm. and it's about uh these this kind of utopia world that's like up above uh and down below is where all the you know working class manual labor people are and there's a big disconnect between the two societies and this rich son of uh, some tycoon or something falls in love with a teacher from the working class. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to like prove to her, I think that he's like worth it for her, but also uh, a robot version of her gets made. Uh, and then there's stuff about like a revolution. I, I don't remember the exact plot of the film. It was, it wasn't very subtle in its messages, but um, its style, is something that has influenced science fiction ever since. Um, The whole movie is on YouTube, like for free. Um, And it's uh, the art style. It's, I forget exactly like what you would call it, but it was definitely unique for the time. People have definitely taken, taken that and used it in science fiction since then. Um, But he also made a really popular movie at the time called M, which was, um, a thriller movie about like a serial killer uh and i think that might have been one of his first uh like talkie movies uh and it really you know used to sound well one of the the big tells of the killer was this whistle that he would do but like you would never see him on screen uh for the most part and um it ended up being a movie about like the the underground organized crime people trying to catch this serial killer um and that was another really kind of popular influential film. It was actually a movie that Hitler really enjoyed, which is because uh, he, um, he had to flee Germany, Nazi Germany, because he was Jewish and, or he was half Jewish. But before that, like the the Nazis came to him and were like, Hey, listen, we have to ban this one movie you made because it's anti-Nazi, but Hitler really liked this other movie you made. And like, he wants you to lead the film industry in Germany, and he's like, okay. And then that night he left. Um, <laughs> and then he came to America and started making a bunch of movies here too. And he made um, some popular ones here, uh, like uh, Cloak and Dagger, The Big Heat. Uh, there's another one. Um, Wait,
1: so, like, like what is Cloak and Dagger? Because like I know I them know. as like a Marvel superhero team.
0: Yeah, um, there's a couple Cloak and Dagger movies. Uh, one, I think he made like the first one so
1: is it based on the marvel comic mm, i don't think so let me see okay I I just... that's
0: just like they share the name no this is about um uh it's based on the nonfiction book cloak and dagger the secret story of oss so it's about like uh world war ii stuff oh um
1: very different than marvel superheroes i guess yes he's very
0: <laughs> different but um i think he's worked with some big stars i might be mixing him up with someone else though but i think he worked with like marilyn monroe Hmm. um there's some other big stars but yeah, he's definitely despite not starting his film career in america he had a lot of influence on the film world
1: mm-hmm. interesting that that seems like a cool dude like i had heard a little bit about metropolis and i forget where that might have been for this class which was because we just like this show that we just watched tv and movies and mm-hmm. talked about them so I, it was a cool class but um i i just can't remember where i heard about this movie it might
0: because that makes sense for like a social justice type class because it definitely has a lot of like messages about um society in general and how like Mm. like inequality and stuff and like strikes because i know there's like a strike in the movie um but yeah i know like a lot of people don't really cite the story as being the best part of it in fact it was like kind of criticized when it came out but it's aesthetic mm-hmm. and everything were really things like and the special effects for the time are really advanced as well um yeah. yeah and it's kind of like solidified itself as one of like those well-known movies
1: mm-hmm. interesting yeah. that's what's cool if you go check it out and i feel like if if that's free on youtube maybe like casablanca or um citizen king would also be like those other like big classic movies from like way long time ago were- yeah
0: i think a lot of well when i took my german film class pretty much every movie that we watched was on youtube for free because they were so old <laughs> hey, um or at least like split up in parts um mm-hmm. so i'm sure that you can find pretty much most of those older movies yeah mm-hmm. casablanca's on here on youtube the
1: whole movie <laughs> oh, really? I, gotta, uh, I gotta watch that interesting yeah. yeah so um another thing we wanted to do uh got like a little list of um, best picture nominations through the years. And I thought that it would be interesting to look at these and sort of see how they could connect and kind of see if we can make any connections between like trends of the time that would be like so um, critically acclaimed that you could get like a best picture nomination. So I think the first Academy Awards were in like 1927 in 1928 Mm -hmm. but um like we're not gonna because that there weren't too many movies like nominated then so i think i'm just gonna start in like the 40s and 50s yeah that's fine so 40s and 50s just going through like a list of um best picture nominations through these decades one thing that i noticed was that there are a lot of films based on some sort of source material like a book or or a play like you've seen you can see Streetcar Named Desire, mm-hmm. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, uh, Around the World in the 80s, which won Best Picture in uh, 1956. Those are all famous, very famous books. Um, and then you can see some Shakespeare plays like Julie Caesar or Hamlet. Hamlet won in uh, 1948. And even Casablanca, which is another like widely regarded to be like one of the best movies of all time. It won Best Picture in 43. That was based on some unproduced stage play. So that was like made for the stage, but got turned into a movie.
0: I guess that makes sense. Cause like there were films in the twenties and thirties, um, obviously, but, um, yeah. that was also like great depression time also around then. So like, it would make sense for like in the forties, they'd start being like, Hey, we got all these things that we could turn into movies. Why don't we do that? <laughs> like, yeah, it is definitely interesting. And we've also kind of come back to doing that. Uh, whether it be well now a lot of uh like musicals and stuff are getting turned into movies but i guess that's kind of the next uh
1: yeah so sort of like a next thing yeah and even like through like early like you know like the 30s when that was the first like decade with a full a full decade first with uh, the academy awards you can see like some of the nominations are based on like books or stuff like A Farewell to Arms. It's a famous book. Little Women, like the first um, annotation of Little Women there. There's probably more.
0: And you know, I think I don't have any proof because I haven't looked this up. Based on what I know, I'm going to bring up German stuff again. After World War II, um, there were a lot more feel good movies that were coming out. Um, Also, a lot of movies that were focusing on the effects of the war. So I think like in the Mm -hmm. 30s, there were probably more films that were maybe focused on the family and you know more type feel-good movies or things that could entertain during that time Mm -hmm. as well as maybe right after things focused on like depression era living might have been coming out so then you wouldn't see some of these adaptations until a little bit later um
1: yeah and that makes sense like for the time period you know after the war everyone's like all you know, shaken up, so they sort of needed, like, a feel-good movie. It's like, oh, you know, the war's over, let's be happy. But also, it can, like, kind of look at, like, this post-war era of everyone living with the effects of the war, and, you know, you make movies about that, and that could really resonate with audiences, because it's like, oh, you know, like, maybe I have, like, a brother, or my father, who just got back from the war, or, like, maybe one of them died during the war. So it's, like, a very relatable uh issue that can like resonate with a lot of audiences mm-hmm. um yeah so that's like some of the early 40s 50s lots of um based on you know these things that were already written and then you know sort of transition post-war um feel-good movies um i looked at the 60s and one thing i noticed was like a lot of musical bring movies. them back
0: baby i want yes. more and
1: <laughs> like, um and like I noticed like three of the whatever 10 Academy Awards um, best picture winners in the 60s were musicals. So West Side Story won in 61, Sound of Music won in 65 and Oliver won in 68. And I think there were some other or nominated. Like The Music Man was nominated. Wait, what?
0: They won best picture or they won sorry, I missed it.
1: No, uh, those three won one best picture. West wow. Side Story, Sound of Music and Oliver. And then there were some other musical movies that were nominated like the music man in 62. Um, I think my, Oh, my fair lady is also a musical. That one in 64. Yeah.
0: Do you have uh, a, a favorite movie, classic movie musical?
1: <clears throat> um, I don't know. I have not seen too many, but I, I do want to see singing in the rain one time. I don't know. I'm not sure when that came out, but that's, a, I think that's like a, a classic movie musical. Mm-hmm. um i mean i've seen most of the sound of music i think that's a good movie obviously um yeah. yeah i really haven't seen a lot of
0: these i think my favorites probably i really like guys and dolls that's like from the Ooh, 50s yeah. so that's like 55 but it's got like frank sinatra marlon mm-hmm. brando oh, yeah, cool. But that was also the first like musical i was ever in so uh mm-hmm. i remember watching it like right before and it's like uh it's just like it brings you to a time that like you never lived in <laughs> like or like it it's like nostalgia for something that never happened. Um, it's just like such a, <laughs> they're such fun movies. Um, I love them.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they're great fun. And I think that sort of goes along with the, um, although this is like, you know, after a good amount after the war, it's these sort of like feel good movies, like, you know, singing and Uncle dancing.
0: Homa, another good one.
1: Oklahoma, yeah, it's another classic one, but it's just a lot of um, those feel good movies that make you want to sing and dance. That's it's another like, 55. Mary- uh Mary oh. Poppins also, 64, was uh oh, nominated. Um I think there are a couple others, but uh <laughs> there's a Dr. Doolittle movie that was nominated in uh 67. You think R Doolittle will be nominated?
0: Uh when did it did it come out in 2020? I don't I think it might I at this know. point maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because there's just gonna
1: be no movies.
0: Wait, I need to look up when it when it came
1: out. Yeah, I like oh that's funny. Like, it came I, out in I don't know, maybe just because of a lack of
0: it wins you know, like best uh of- best hair and makeup or something, some dumb award. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. That reminds me of like a thing that I saw. So this is like completely unrelated to movies, but uh Travis Scott did a concert on Fortnite. I saw that. God. But, um, I saw some some tweet that said, um "Because of everything that's happening, Travis Scott's Fortnite concert is about to be the best concert of 2020." How do you feel? <laughs> I just oh thought that was really. Funny. There's just nothing.
0: That is pretty good.
1: All right, back to movies. Anyway, yeah. So that's just the 60s. You see a lot of musical movies, um some other things based on, you know, like have you seen Doctor Strange Love?
0: No. I heard of uh, that so
1: that was i that was another film I had to watch for um my class It was directed by Stanley Kubrick, classic director, you know director of Clockwork Orange. It's a famous movie, but um it was like a black comedy film that's like a, a satire of the cold war mm-hmm. conflict I don't remember too much about it, but it was definitely an interesting movie. I think it was like dr Strangelove was a, a scientist who um created some bomb that was going to launch at the US or something and I don't really remember too much but it was like a big like the, the tension of the movie was like there was this bomb that was going to go off and um there was like this confusion between like the the Soviets and the Americans there was some sort of misunderstanding where like one thought that the other was going to attack so then they're like oh let's launch this bomb and i think it was all orchestrated by this one person i don't really remember too much about it but that was nominated for best picture Hmm. but that's another like so like wartime kind of thing because i think that at least back then when there were like a lot of wars i think the the topic of war was sort of like a really relatable um film concept that resonated with a lot of people you know you could have like you know the the war hero overcoming adversity i think that could like resonate with a lot of people
0: yeah also um definitely also in 68 that's when the rating system started taking effect so mm. i think like before there just weren't really ratings for movies but you couldn't put anything too extreme in them for the most part yeah like violence wise <laughs> um like language but like towards around this time is when there started to be regulations and um you know what was like okay for certain ratings and what had to be r what had to be pg
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like you um so the what was acceptable in movies certain movies sort of now it's more specific like this is okay this is not okay
0: i remember though this isn't movies but this is tv where uh they weren't allowed to show that Lucille Ball was like pregnant mm-hmm. on I Love Lucy or something like that, or it was like a big deal that they showed that she was pregnant because that was something that you could not show on TV. Um, so just like the what was allowed was really that's really strange. <laughs> that
1: is that is really strange. Like, he, I don't know. He couldn't I, it couldn't,
0: I forget exactly. I heard about it a long time ago, but I know it was a big controversy. Um, it's weird, yeah.
1: Um, so moving on, if you move into the 70s, you could see one thing that I just saw, just like a, it, now in the 70s is a lot more movies that like I see the name and like, "Oh, I know that movie. I've heard of that movie." So like a lot of these like classic movies like uh The Godfather 1 and 2 were released in the 70s. Both won Best Picture. Uh Godfather in 72 and Part 2 in 74 and american. i know the third one the third one was nominated but it did not win ah. but um i just thought that was interesting that both the first and second godfather yeah. won best picture in their respective releases and then like mentioned before clockwork orange that was released in the 70s uh, american graffiti that was like george lucas when george lucas's first films he like co-wrote mm-hmm. he co-wrote it um then of course star wars came out uh in 77 that was nominated uh jaws taxi driver chinatown the exorcist rocky won best picture in 76 so i guess you could see like i guess one thing that i could see in a lot of these things is like maybe like a here classic hero's journey the hero kind of overcoming a um some sort of conflict like star wars or rocky um Mm-hmm. I actually haven't seen the Godfather
0: me neither and, and I, I think I used to own it too and I never watched it
1: huh. so I don't really know too much about that but I haven't
0: it, seen Rocky it's, in it's, forever
1: it, oh, rocky great movie um I mean that's that's not the classic movie you know rocky training and all that to get to the final fight and then,
0: also like I know that there were there was music in older movies but I feel like uh, uh, around this time is when you really start seeing a lot of the classic movie scores that we think about today. Mm-hmm. Like, even Where, if there were ones earlier, and I know there were the musical movies, but like, you think of like the Rocky theme or like Star, Star Wars, Wars. And Jaws, and all yeah. these classic movies, which are, it might just be because those are considered our older movies now. And maybe further back, there were older movies that had scores that we don't think about now. But um, I feel I like guess this
1: is It's like when the music became more, like, memorable. Yes, at least for, at least the ones that have
0: been cemented in pop culture.
1: Yeah, like, even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you know the Star Wars main theme. You haven't seen Rocky, you know.
0: I don't know the Rocky training
1: sequence. Or if you haven't seen Jaws, I mean, everybody knows. Like, even if you haven't seen, I've never seen Jaws, but I know that. I know it's Jaws. But, like, yeah, so, like, a lot of, 70s movies is like sort of cemented as classics that sort of are still talked about today
0: yeah and i think it's also around this time where you're starting to see better and better special effects there have always been there's tons of like things you can look history-wise but there were really advanced effects from like the 20s and stuff for the mm-hmm. time but it's here like you've got star wars which is obviously a game changer jaws um there was so much work put into like getting that uh shark to work on the film <laughs> uh stuff like that where maybe they couldn't have done that 10 years mm-hmm. prior and now you're really starting to see things that make the films more immersive, more believable cuz there are a lot of movies from earlier times which are good but have some things that don't that really pull you out of it a little bit um yeah. especially in movies with like gunfights and stuff um Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah, so you see a lot of like the effects are getting better um give so it's just sort of like this is like oh these are classics so now if we move on to like the 80s and 90s one thing that i saw that a lot of the best picture winners um it was more based on his, like historical events um like i know it's like uh, most of the 80s best picture winners were based on some sort of person or event from history mm-hmm. uh, a couple examples in 81 uh Chariots of Fire one best picture that was based on the true story of two athletes at the nineteen twenty four Olympics. Um there was a I
0: can't think of Chariots of Fire now without thinking of Mr. Bean because uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a video, I forget what Olympics it's at, but um they did like a at the opening ceremony or something they did uh a, a little thing with Mr. Bean where he was like playing the Chariots of Fire song and then they show the movie clip and they've like edited him in running with them and like pushing people <laughs> aside <laughs> and it's hilarious and now that's anytime so i hear great. that song i just think mr bean <laughs> oh geez uh, classic movie um yes.
1: gandhi in 1982 i bet you can guess what that's about
0: yeah it's gandhi. about um gandhi i was trying to
1: think of something but i couldn't <laughs> I think of another word <laughs> fight yeah no um and in 84 uh the movie amadeus which someone was talking one of our friends was talking about this i think it might have been abby yeah it was I someone
0: I... that, you know what it was um she was saying complaining that she they didn't get to watch monty python on the holy grail because they had to watch amadeus on a on a like a choir or it was yeah. like university singer's trip I remember I had to watch Amadeus in middle school and it was, I was pretty bored by it, but I think if I went back well, and watched it now, I would enjoy it more.
1: <laughs> yeah, it won Best Picture in 84, so apparently it's good.
0: Well, I was like 12. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> all right, fair. Uh, and then the movie Platoon won in 86, that was about the Vietnam War. We got The Last Emperor in 87, about, I don't know how to say this, Puy. Pre- the last emperor of china and then some other classic like historical films like schindler's list braveheart titanic they didn't necessarily win but they were all uh and they
0: weren't completely historically accurate
1: yeah you know there's some some they take some liberty to sort of dramatize the movie but it's like sort of based in the it's based on these historical events yeah um like apollo 13 i think yeah it was about you know, Apollo thirteen. Yeah. Um, Saving Private Ryan. That's a classic. Like
0: Goonies, true story. story.
1: <laughs> Goonies. Uh, the Green Mile, I think, is based on a real story.
0: Not based off a Stephen King is it? Book.
1: The Green Mile. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Stephen King book. I don't know. Is I don't know. Well, there are, are there are a couple other um, books like because you mentioned Stephen King, like um. Uh, uh, all the Shawshank Redemption got nominated. It's oh, like my
0: dad's favorite movie. He always, anytime that's on, he watches it, and I've never seen it all yeah. the way through.
1: Oh, uh, I saw I see Beauty and the Beast was nominated in '91, which I think was the first animated movie to be nominated yes. for Best Picture.
0: And I think that's what sparked uh, yeah. the, the animated feature like section. Um, yeah. I remember it's when Sh- Sh- Shrek 2 won, I think. Or Shrek 1. <laughs> I forget which one. It's a fantastic movie. I think it was.
1: Movie. I don't remember. Movie. Shrek 1 or 2. I don't it's one of them but um now we're seeing like animated movies sort of becoming like a norm in like hollywood
0: i mean you had disney movies in the past but um
1: yeah but now now you can see like they're they're treated like a little more professionally now like
0: yeah
1: yeah now, now you can get awards and stuff like that so yeah those are like that's like the 80s and 90s a lot of historical um Movies, um, more classic movies like Pulp Fiction was nominated. Um, Goodwill Hunting, fantastic movie, I love that. Uh, The Sixth Sense, Silence of the Lambs, Ghost. Then, oh, Ghost is the one with uh, the <laughs> no, <girl>. ghost. <laughs> no, Ghost. I have one I
0: him.
1: oh that's so funny
0: yeah there's an episode of community where um tony hale plays like a pottery teacher and his one rule is you can't recreate the pottery scene from ghost um yeah that's uh, funny classic um, episode i feel like some of that the you know life of a famous person like that's continued in the 2000s i know um yeah, yeah. beautiful mind i forget who that's about i had to watch um, that
1: some sport. economist I don't know. I saw that too. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I that, watched that
0: in my health class, which didn't make that any was,
1: sense. That um, was that one in. or we could transition to the early two thousands. Well, it's a guy. It's that, about
0: John Nash, who was uh, also a name John of a person Nash, who went to my yeah. school. Um, Interesting,
1: but, uh, but that yeah. one in two thousand one, Beautiful Mind, with um, it was about John Nash, played by um, Russell Crowe. That was a good movie. I remember watching that. Yeah. Um, some more classic movies. Uh, all three Lord of the Rings movies yeah, were nominated, but... but Return of the King won Best Picture. And two
0: Towers, I think.
1: No, Two Towers did not. Just yeah. uh, Lord of the Ring or Return of the King. Um, what else? Slumdog Millionaire. I remember watching that a while back. That was a good movie. Two thousand nine had a lot of um, nominations. And one, two.
0: What one in two thousand eight? Because I remember they snubbed Dark Knight for Best Picture, and people really wanted that. Two
1: thousand eight, Slumdog Millionaire won. Okay. Dark Knight wasn't nominated
0: even. Yeah, they people were pissed about that. They were like, yeah. almost as uh, as mad as people were that the Lego Movie got snubbed <laughs> oh, that was for Best Animated Picture. Um, yeah,
1: what one instead of that? Do you remember? Uh, Twenty fourteen. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but um. Yeah, so you can see like a lot of these like more recent movies. Um we still we've seen like a lot of trends from like the olden days. Big hero, six. The air, big hero 6. big hero I I d I didn't see that.
0: It's it's I good, I guess. It.
1: Um it's good, I guess.
0: It's fine. I haven't watched it in forever.
1: Yeah. Um, but you see like, you know, the historical movies, like Beautiful Mind, um Did that win? you see some what?
0: Did Lincoln win? That's Lincoln remember
1: no it did not but that i guess that was a big one an right? example. yeah abraham lincoln um, vampire killer <laughs> or vampire hunter or yeah. whatever and there's also zombie hunter i think abraham really? lincoln zombie <laughs> hunter yeah or two is, of them is the Hansel um, and gretel witch hunters <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um so you see like the historical dramas uh you see some musicals like moulin rouge was nominated starring the goat ewan mcgregor mm-hmm. i think because i i remember um the first time i watched moon i haven't seen all of it but i was like in my friend's basement this was like lot like my senior year of high school um we were watching it it was like really late we were all tired and like ewan mcgregor shows up and i'm like wait a minute that's ewan mcgregor <laughs> and my, my friend andrew's like no that's not Ewan mcgregor i'm like I'm pretty sure it is, and we were like arguing about it, and then I like finally went on IMDb and I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, this is you. It's you and McGregor. Also, we want Kenobi. I
0: I feel like uh the the musical movie has tried to make a comeback and failed miserably. <laughs> um, you, I feel like that like we what? didn't really have much in the early two thousands, but then you had that lame is um which uh, some people like, a lot of people really didn't like. You had Sweeney uh, Todd actually, yeah. which I think is a really good adaptation. La, la
1: land uh, which should yeah. have won that picture um
0: you've got into the woods which kind of butchered the original source material
1: uh, um, yeah. um i i hear they're gonna make a mean girls musical movie based off the musical really? you know, based on the movie so now we're coming full circle
0: i know i know wicked movie's been in production for about a million years it um is. and well, <laughs> of course rainy rodriguez is gonna play off of a <laughs> But then uh you had that greatest showman movie which a lot of people love, but I hated
1: you hate I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I, I mean it was
0: fine, but I like just it, didn't right? like it. It they had the story like there was no story. It was just like songs and right. the songs were okay. And I, I watched watch it on a plane though, which is never a good way to watch yeah, a movie. I didn't should watch it. What maybe I'll rewatch. But um
1: I respect your opinion
0: but we got um in the heights coming soon, which actually oh, looks yeah. pretty good and eventually I'm we're to. I think eventually, eventually we'll get a book of mormon movie uh but we never uh I think we've as a society if something like the sound of music came out, we probably wouldn't enjoy it that much anymore yeah um but it's something I like musical movies I'd like to see them come
1: back me too. Yeah, musical movies great. Uh Chicago was another one. Uh, oh, it's one true. best picture uh, uh, yeah. in 2002. Um we see some like like some heroes overcoming adversity like Million Dollar Baby in 2004. I think it was about like some boxing thing. I don't know, I didn't see it. I haven't um, seen it. Well, Slumdog Millionaire, that's like a classic sort of rags to riches story. <laughs> and that sort of scene... like I think a trend that I've noticed in like some of the more recent movies is m- placing more of an emphasis on like minorities overcoming struggles. Cause I think like for those, you know, groups that are you traditionally, you know, can't like have trouble making it. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. It like, it's like sort of like an inspiring story and they can like relate to their struggles and then just seeing them succeed. is like, wow, maybe I can too. So it's inspiring yeah. to see like, slumdog millionaire that's like and it's an indian boy who wins a million dollars there's um oh what else moonlight is you know i'd say it's a good movie i'll say i've
0: never seen it
1: it's i think it's on netflix even though i think la la land was better and should have won and i feel like most of hollywood agrees with me but i think moonlight was also a good movie and i understand why it won
0: yeah, I think um, definitely earlier Hollywood was, uh I mean, a lot more white, which I mean, it made sense yeah. because that's how, unfortunately, how things were at the time. But we've definitely seen yeah. a shift. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when Black Panther came out; that was like a massive. Um,
1: yeah, that was like a big thing. And there's um, obviously
0: more important movies than Black Panther that yeah. do that better, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. But also, early two thousands, um, rise of Pixar, the Kings, and then the fall oh, of Pixar. Gosh. The uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, the first Pixar movie nominated, I think, was Up. Unless, really, like, I think so. If I'm like, kind of just looking through this Wikipedia page of uh, best picture nominations, I think the first Pixar one nominated was Up in 2009, and then
0: best Toy Story in general
1: for for best picture. Oh, and then Toy Story three was nominated for best picture in 2010.
0: I think Nemo was, was, was the first for animated feature to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nominated,
1: yeah, but this is like, like for best picture, still, like, even though now there's a nom and like a nomination for best animated picture, you still see like these animated movies that they're so good that they're exceeding the best animated picture um, nomination and going for best picture. You can even see that with like other categories like Parasite, um, which won not only best foreign film but also best picture, yeah, so that was like I'm... a big deal.
0: I'm excited to see that because, I, like, as I was talking with the Germans before, other countries have contributed to film in, in ways that have shaped um, the entire medium. And we, I don't think we should just be focusing on America when we, even if a lot of films are Hollywood films, there are um, other
1: places that are making
0: really, really good movies <laughs> that should be yeah. acknowledged outside of their country.
1: And I think Parasite is, like, a great start to, like, sort of saying, like, hey, like, so it's, like, a big deal that Parasite one best picture over all of these other american movies so i think like bong joon-ho like i think it's like a good example that like other like foreign filmmakers could look up to like hey i, I mean, can make it too
0: part of the problem here where like we don't really we have so many of our own movies that we don't really advertise or show yeah. other foreign movies except like at smaller movie theaters but um <clears throat>
1: Yeah. But I think it's a good start to getting recognition, even just like looking to other cultures. Like, he, like you mentioned Black Panther is sort of like a big, I think one of the reasons why it was nominated for Best Picture was that it's sort of this huge um, emphasis on like African-American culture. I think like as a movie, like as a Marvel movie, it's pretty good. But like, I don't know if I would have nominated it for Best
0: Picture. Yeah, I think, I think it it's definitely not the strongest Marvel movie. It's a good one. though. Yeah. But, um...
1: No, it was good. But I understand why I, they nominated it. Yeah, and I, I don't think I can't speak to you know the cultural impact the movie had. Obviously, I can't talk about that. But um, you know, I I get it. And then like uh, what else? There's some other. Oh no! And also in the the 2010s, you see like not only just Hollywood getting. I mean, now like the streaming services, like Netflix. Oh, yeah. has some. Um, like, the Roma, I think, was the first. Like streaming service original movie nominated for best picture. Also for too. That too, yeah. Um, and then uh, both The Irishman and Marriage Story were both Netflix originals, I guess. I think they had like limited theater theatrical yeah. releases, but they were like mostly most of their stuff was from they were mostly on Netflix, and like that's how I watched Marriage Story fantastic movie but obviously like i can't parasite i need to watch parasite and now that it's on hulu hulu i need to watch it and everyone else should too it's very good yeah
0: i want to watch his other movies
1: that got put on there Um, oh yeah because i've only seen snowpiercer and that was a great movie and they're making that into a series too like a tv series? Yeah, like a tv series the v Diggs.
0: someone said that snowpiercer is like a willy wonka sequel Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I remember someone saying like their theory that Snowpiercer was like a sequel to Willy Wonka. I don't know.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't I've never seen it, so I, I can't if that I makes mean, any sense or not.
1: But Yeah. Uh, I think you should definitely watch Snowpiercer. It's really good. It's got Chris Evans in it. He's great. Um Octavia Spencer's in it too.
0: I like her too. I just watched Hidden Figures the other day for a class.
1: That was, <laughs> so that was a good brain. movie. That was and that was also nominated for best picture in 2016 that was a oh, good movie yeah so that's uh yeah, that's like a combination of like like the minorities overcoming adversity the hero overcoming adversity and based, the historical, based on history so it was like the first um it's about these like three women who were mathematicians like um,
0: computers at nasa yeah.
1: they're like black female mathematicians who helped cal- do like the calculations that allowed us to get to the moon no, it so was for the of... first.
0: Uh, it was for the first, sat like U.S. satellite.
1: Oh, for the first satellite, yeah. Um, but it's well, like you know, how long to state, space? No. Yeah, but um, but it was like a big deal, you know.
0: It definitely yeah, was a good movie. The only thing is that I could not. Uh, the Jim Parsons is in it, and I can't separate him uh, from Sheldon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, that, everyone that else was like. <laughs> That's like, um, have you seen uh, Midnight in Paris? No. That's a great movie. That was also nominated um, for Best Picture in 2011. So it's about this like author or he, or he's like a struggling pl- playwright who somehow like he's in Paris with his girlfriend or fiance and he's like really struggling to um, find inspiration. He thinks he's a failure and he thinks he's never going to make it. So he takes a walk You know, it's Midnight. And he – there's this car, like really old-looking car, and he gets in it, and it takes him basically back in time to like the Roaring Twenties where he meets all these famous authors. Like he meets F. Scott Fitzgerald. He meets um, Ernest Hemingway and all that. So it's a really good movie, but the main character is played by Owen Wilson. So I just cannot take him seriously, even though like he does a great job and like everyone in the movie does a great job. It's got like Rachel McAdams. McDow- Does he McDow- do a wild? I don't think so. I don't know, but um, like Rachel McAdams is in a. She plays his wife. Um, the the, the villain from Ant Man, uh, Corey something. He uh, plays Efcott. Yeah. No, he plays Ernest way, and um, uh, Tom Hiddleston plays Efcott Fitzgerald. So it's like a big, okay. famous cast. But like, I just I cannot take Owen Wilson seriously. Yeah because he's whatever but that that's like another example that's another good movie and that's like his, historical figures but it's like not really like based on anything real so I thought that was cool I thought that was a very good movie
0: yeah I just thought of uh, that also that Theory of Everything that Stephen Hawking movie with Eddie oh, Redmayne so I, oh, I thought it was okay but um, yeah and then you have like the Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch also um, a great movie and I feel like we're starting to have some more like uh war themed movies again, like nineteen seventeen. Um really? that they're maybe not based in anything that actually or I forget if that actually happened, but um they're at least more like historical fiction, but where I forget. There was like another big war movie that came out recently that I can't think of for some reason.
1: Um I don't
0: know, like not not nineteen seventeen. Oh, that Midway remake. Um, oh, Midway. Like yeah. I heard that wasn't
1: that good. Dunkirk, great. Movie. I, yeah, I heard the
0: Midway wasn't that good, but um, stuff like that. Um, and also a lot more older, not older, but like book, like that Artemis Fowl movie that's coming. That because that's a book mm-hmm. series for a while that people have wanted as a series. We we had that Call of the Wild, which apparently wasn't <laughs> very good, but um, <laughs> actually based on like an old book. The Doolittle, which uh, mm, not very good, but we're at least like there's all some more. I feel like we took a break from book adaptation movies like Hunger yeah. Games and stuff, and now they're <laughs> starting to come back. Now there's a Hunger Games prequel coming out.
1: Oh yeah, but um, yeah, that's uh, movies are cool. Movies but then so are I think this is probably like a good ending point because now we. Were up to like the present day yes. but like just sort of looking back at this whole discussion you can see like how much movies have changed and how like even today we sort of like look back to old movies and sort of take things that were popular back then sort of bringing into them now so a lot of people like to look back and say these movies were great and they keep doing they keep doing like those things but i something i want to see um, and we're, I think we're starting to see a little more but just like more like original stories like back then everything was original so instead of like, like maybe being inspired by those old um, the, the movies of old but doing something new with it like of course I want to gush about La La Land it's a love letter to these classic movie musicals like Singing in the Rain and all that and it's not it's supposed to be it's like this magical movie but it's not really like a happy ending like the two main characters don't get everything that they want they like fight and argue like real people and in the end they both kind of get what they want but they're not with each other so i think that's sort of like taking an old trend like the movie musical and like just sort of a love letter of old hollywood but like not everything works out that's more realistic to what we yeah. see today
0: I cannot wait to see what the future holds if the future holds more movies after, yes. if whatever's going on right now, <laughs> um,
1: but um, I think one thing I would say, whenever things open up, if they open back up, go see a movie in a theater. It's please. a great experience. You get your popcorn and coke. I think like movies are so much more enjoyable. I think in the theater where you like can't get up to go pee or pause I mean, or, you or can
0: like, go, or go pee go but you just you miss the
1: you movie. Can, so you're like encouraged not to and you know it supports these directors and writers and filmmakers that you know pour their heart and soul into these movies and the actors too you know this is their passion so i think sure you can like watch a movie on netflix but like going to the theater i think is a great experience and i really hope that this whole pandemic doesn't kill going to the theater cuz i absolutely love seeing movies
0: the yeah theater. hopefully not but um i think that does it for today's show so thank you all for uh listening popping on whatever platform you listen to us on thank you for supporting us um rate five stars i know we've never said that but uh i'm gonna say it now rate five stars or you're dead to
1: us um yeah only true fans give us five stars yeah no
0: yeah nothing less um but uh tune in again next week for our our next episode of cushion in the morning
1: thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time bye Bye-bye.